What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of Dad Needs to Talk Podcast. I am your host, Robert, and today we just had some random hell outside. <laughs> Me, my wife, and my oldest daughter went on a little trip, and Jujutsu Kaisen is back. So let's talk about it. show <laughs> so real quick like, like i mentioned up at the top about the uh the random hailstorm. so literally after i just said that line in the intro about jujutsu kaisen my electricity went out <laughs> so yeah it's gonna be gonna be one of those times but hey i'm, I'm recording locally thankfully so yeah, but I do want to just give that disclaimer right up front. Um, but yeah, <laughs> electricity went out. So yeah. But anywho, how's everybody doing today? I hope y'all are doing awesome. Uh, I'm big chilling. You know, I, I've had a pretty awesome last few days. Um, other, other kind of disclaimer I give up front real quick too. Um, my wife is right outside of where I'm recording playing apex or she will be when the electricity when her xbox and stuff get back online so if y'all hear any gunshots or y'all hear some cussing that that's just my wife going in on the game i'm, I'm safe <laughs> so anywho yeah uh we are back for another week you know as always if you're a new listener welcome if you're a returning listener welcome back um y'all y'all know the usual deal if you're not already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever service you want to listen to it on because I should be on anything. And if I'm not, let me know and I'll do my best to get on that platform. Of course, also go subscribe to the Danny's Talk YouTube channel. And as always, thank you to Rifty Beats for the music. So today is going to be a pretty straightforward episode. Um, you know, like, like I said, and you know, if anybody that's been listening for a little bit or whatever know that you know the reason why i was on a little trip the last few days was that my oldest daughter um went to state in track and so we went out of town for a few days for her to go and compete in that and that that i'll talk about that uh, more in depth at the end of the show because it's gonna be the main topic of today's episode um but we went and did that so you know we we, we had my time was plenty filled more so than i originally thought so all those episodes of you know bojack horseman and ducktales and some other anime that are uh, stars and lots of manga chat all that stuff that i downloaded didn't get to do none of it so i really don't have nothing new to really talk about that i've seen so today's pretty much just gonna be talking about my, my little family trip and lots of manga because like i mentioned up top we got jujutsu kaisen has returned after a what was it like a month long hiatus for the author so we're gonna be talking about that as well as some other manga series today and yeah but yeah like i said i'm you know feeling pretty good pretty well rested you know aside from uh <laughs> all the long driving 
I had to do. But, you know, one one thing I will say up front, shout out to all the other podcasts out there that I listen to on my ride to and fro because um, it was a six hour trip both directions because, you know, for those of you who don't know, I live up in the Dallas Fort Worth area and we went down to Corpus Christi. So that's like south part of Texas. So, yeah, it's about a six hour drive one way. So that was plenty of opportunity for me to catch up and listen to some podcasts. So just want to give a shout out to some some fellow podcast friends out there in the community that kept me company along the way. Shout out to the Kame House podcast, who are also up here in DFW. Uh, do, 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 do. Anime Junkies, Three Weebs in a Podcast. Uh, the Wonder of Anime by Lisa De La Cruz. Shout out to her and all her awesome interviews that I listened to on a good chunk of the on a good chunk of the ride. Uh, let's see who who else did I listen to on my drive. Um, of course, shout out to to Blanime Podcast who are also up here in DFW. And let me see the Anime T. Listen to her. Uh, I Taxi. <laughs> YouTube video when when me and my daughter was getting some donut some donuts yesterday morning, and let's see, I think that might be it. Um, actually, no, 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 no. There was a couple of ones. Who was it? It was a, I think it was a podcast called uh basically part of language F work, but I'm gonna go anyway, podcast, and. I think that might have been it um, as far as like the main ones I listened to um, on my ride. So, so yeah, so, so shout out to y'all for keeping me entertained and stuff. Um, oh, of course, uh, Mike Check, Waifu, Waifu, y'all too. And so uh, shout out to all those podcasts, you know, lots of awesome people, you know, if you're looking for some cool people to listen to to talk about you know anime manga general life stuff everything in between go uh go check those out so yeah like i said it's been just like such a pretty chill day like i said aside from the uh from the driving you know but uh but yeah otherwise yeah, it's just, just been big chilling um, like I said, we went down and did the, did the track stuff, which I'll talk about in a bit. And we also had some other little adventures along the way. Um, and yeah, so I guess we're going to start off with, let me see a little bit of quick news. Hold on real quick. <laughs> Actually, real quick, before I get to news, I just want to mention, uh, <laughs> I attempted to, so today we went on a, I guess to begin our journey of school shopping for the kids. So since we just had just just one daughter with us, we just, you know, went and did some shopping for her and her twin sister. But while we were out, I was like, perfect. We're, we're going to we're going to, to uh, one a specific mall, one of the only malls or the only locations here in DFW that has a books a million. And so I was like, you know what? Perfect. You know, I still had that little, uh, this little uh, coupon that uh uh what's her name uh 
black anime girls posted on Twitter. There's like a 40% off coupon for Books A Million that ended today on August 1st. So I was like, hey, I wasn't really going to buy no manga, but hey, perfect time. And we're going to be going to, to that, to uh, an area where that was at. So I was like, perfect. Tell me why. Clearly, fate was not meant to be literally everything that I had on my little list to potentially try to pick up or whatever didn't have sweat and soap fully sold out uh any of the next volumes of villain saga i wanted sold out uh smoking parade nowhere in sight and lot, lots of other stuff uh, so i'm just like come on <laughs> so just i ended up not getting nothing now i was tempted on the way back there was another comic book store that i go to pretty often i was like you know what Maybe I can run in there real quick before, you know, because we, we saw the bad uh, storm clouds and stuff in the distance. But I was like, maybe I can just run in there real quick. So I exited off and I'm sitting at the light and it starts to sprinkle and we see the wind blowing. And I can see from the light across the street is the comic store. And I'm like looking at my wife and I'm like starting to second guess because I'm like, man. Maybe I should just go to the house. And I'm glad I did. Because I turned off my turn signal. I just went and just went through the light. Got back on the highway. And then went on to the house. Because literally minutes. Soup, like like real deal. Like less than five minutes. Maybe five to ten minutes after we get to the house. And my sweet tooth comes on. I'm like, oh yeah. I got that cheesecake that we had picked up on our trip. I'm like, yo, where, where's where's my cheesecake at? My strawberry cheesecake. And then my wife was like, oh, it's, you know, it's uh, in one of the coolers or whatever we had with us or whatever. And so I'm looking around. I was like, which is like the big cooler? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's still in the car. No biggie. I just run outside. I open up the door. And I'm hearing, you know, I'm seeing like rain and it's windy. But I'm also hearing like some tink, 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 tink. And I'm like. I'm like, what is that sound? And then I pause and I look and it's hell, ice, big chunks of ice just flying through the air, smashing to the cars, you know, size of the building, everything. We're seeing like, I'm seeing like, like, uh, I'll call my wife and daughter. I'm like, yo, look at this craziness, whatever. See like, start to see like small leaves and like a whole like small tree branch fall across the street where, where I can look at or whatever this like small tree literally I like, kind of like got like part of it like split off and it was like bent over so I'm like ah, farewell cheesecake <laughs> so I'm like I'm like yeah I'm, I'm glad I didn't go after that monk because cause I know I know I, I really didn't need to buy nothing today and plus even if I did I'm not going to read it today. That, I, I just know that's not how I am. That's not how I operate. So I'm like, yeah, I, I'm glad I went and just, you know, uh, didn't let temptation get me. And I got me and my family home safely before before the uh, the crazy storm happened. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to, to, to mention that real quick um, before, you know, I moved on with the show. All right, so let's go ahead and roll on into news. And today, I only have one 
very specific piece of news I wanted to shout out today. Let, let, let's let's see what it is. That's right. We got some bleach manga news to talk about. So, we got a very special announcement this week that Taite Kubo will be doing a special chapter of Bleach for the series 20th anniversary. Now, I don't know the specific date because they, they said it's going to be an issue, you know, 35, 36, whatever, which I don't know, you know, what that scheduling is, but it's basically going to be within the next couple of weeks. So... That is super exciting. And this morning, Kubo tweeted out a picture of, sorry for the for the pop, uh, he tweeted out a picture of Ichigo. And it's, it's basically how Ichigo looks at the end of series. So more adults, time skip Ichigo. So that's super exciting because I, I am a big fan of Bleach. Bleach is definitely one of the series that I came up with. You know, kind of like, like like one of like my really first big loves of anime and and eventually manga was Bleach, and so you know we we already know you know that they have the anime for the final arc of the series planned to be coming sometime. I'm guessing next year at this point because it's already freaking August, but this is just extra exciting news to know that like hey we got some more Bleach manga, even if it's just going to be one chapter. Don't know what it's really going to entail. They didn't really give any other uh, information, but I'm excited to just see more, to just see more of the series and more of these characters, even if it is just, you know, just a uh, one-off thing. But, you know, I, I had to, had to drop a little bit of the music in there because, man, yeah, the, the, the series, like I said, it's just like, Super awesome, super special to me. And so, yeah, we, we have uh, more Bleach coming. So be on the lookout for that in the coming weeks. So, I guess we can just go ahead and just, just jump right into some... Let me see, because, yeah, because like I said, I really don't have much else to talk about as far as, like, shows and stuff. You know, Tokyo Revengers was another awesome episode. Not going to go into specifics, but hey, another awesome episode of that. Um, this episode of, uh, most recent episode of My Hero Academia, also, you know, really cool, really solid, and <laughs> that's really all I've really watched in the time that I've been back home, um, uh, you know, just because I was hoping that maybe last night I would have a chance to, you know, hey, I'm gonna come home, we're gonna chill, watch some anime, tell me why I got home last night and freaking AC was broken, so, you know, we were gone for a few days, so I don't know if it was only been off for today only, or if it's been off for a couple of days, I don't know, but all I know is I came in, looked at the thermostat, and that sucker said 88 degrees, <laughs> so best believe I called maintenance, like, like, we gave it a little bit of time to see if it would kick back in, but, like, after, like, an hour, it was like, no, this ain't gonna rock, so, and obviously, I'm, you know, you know, steaming hot, so I don't have any energy or enthusiasm to try to want to even watch or read anything, so, yeah, so, unfortunately, like I said, I didn't really have 
much to talk about as far as watching anything, but next week I should be back on track with that um, because tonight or tomorrow, I think I'll probably be, you know, catching up on, you know, episodes of a uh, remake our life, remain, uh, slime, um, to your attorney, I'm, I'm starting to starting to get behind on that again. I think I'm like two episodes behind, so I need to get back on that before they just keep on piling up. And yeah, I think that's mainly it, you know. And of course, some other stuff I want to try to check out. I think in the next week I'm gonna try to go ahead and wrap up um, Ducktail season two because I've literally been on the finale, on the two part finale, for like over a month, you know. So. I need to at least like wrap that up and then try to move on with that series as well. But enough about that. Let's jump into some manga. And of course, the star of the week. How how could we not start off with this? And, and of course, spoilers for everything I'm about to talk about. And you know, as usual, if I'm talking about a series that you don't care about or that you're not fully caught up on, there will be timestamps. In the description, as I always done. So, if 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 you ever watching my episodes that are about multiple things get discussed, or whatever, nine times out of ten, I have timestamps for everything. So, if you don't want to hear spoilers for a certain series, you can just look and see. Okay, I want to hear them talk about this, and go on. So yeah, so let's just jump right into Jujutsu Kaisen manga chapter one fifty three. Uh, I understand what this one is called underground fight club so pretty much we just jump right into the thick of things because the chapter pretty much starts off with uh what's his name uh tangan basically explaining to yuji and uh fushigoro that one of the 30 years that he is trying to find named kenji uh hakari um, so basically, so, so Tengen starts off saying, you know, Kenji Hikari is currently making money as a bookie for underground fight club at an abandoned multi-story parking garage in Toshigi prefecture. And so, yeah, so basically, uh, Yuji and Fushigura are, are tasked with going to try to track down this, uh, Kenji Hikari person. And so... This chapter, it, it was just like, it, it's, it just reminds you like, hey, th- this is the stuff you love about Jujutsu Kaisen because j- just out the, off the gate, you know, they, you know, they, they have to ditch their school uniform because, you know, they're, they're basically going underground and they figure that, hey, if, if Hikari knows or he sees the school uniform, he's going to think that, you know, that they're here to try to get him or whatever, but you know, they just want to talk and basically they're trying to, to convince him to come uh, join the culling game or to help them out in the culling game. So, so yeah, so, so they dash their jackets and they approach the entrance or whatever. And basically the bouncers, one of the bouncer dudes at the, at the entrance is like, yo, scram kids, you know, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, like this is no place for kids, you know, go back or I'll clobber you. And then Yuji them are like, are like, we need money, so let us join the fights. And the dude tries to throw a punch at Fushigoro. And Fushigoro obviously doesn't flinch, doesn't phase him. And then the bouncer dude is like, is like, yo, rule number one is no one says anything about the club. 
And so, you know, Fushiguro, of course, you no know, lying, playing it off and stuff, whatever. And so basically, Fushiguro tries to, you know, play it off of like, hey, I'm here to enroll in the fight club, you know, let me join. And so the guys are like, all right, we'll let y'all in, but he needs to fight pointing at Yuji. And hey, that's actually the best case scenario because Fushiguro was like, yo, <laughs> in his head, he's like, perfect. That That's what I was hoping for anyways, because Yuji, you know, is better at hand-to-hand fighting and stuff than he is because in, in this fighting club you know they're not allowed to use curse techniques and stuff because there's a lot of just regular normal human spectators and so you know because because that even gets brought up at one point where where yuji asked the dude about you know using curse techniques and the guys like you know spectator he said the spectators are non-sorcerers so they can't see him and he's like an, an invisible fight isn't fun to watch and so basically you know the dude's like yeah you're here to put on a show and so and so and so so then we we get to the fight we have it, it the setup for the fight you know like i said it's, it's in this like uh abandoned uh parking garage and so what they've done is like the second floor they completely destroyed it so that the civilians or the spectators can just stand up top and watch while the fight happens down in the middle. And so we kind of get this uh, uh, <laughs> fight club announcer who's like, welcome to the Gachinko Fight Club Tournament. I'm your announcer, John Bobby. <laughs> and so he's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce our fighters. You know, we have a surprise challenger these assassins keep on coming and come to find out it is freaking panda and so you know he's announcing him he's like you know he's like the the dangerous fireball kid yuji itadori and it stands like a panda sits like a panda and walks like a panda it's panda so i i freaking i loved that introduction and honestly i can't wait until this gets you know done in the anime because i can already tell whoever they get for the announcer he's gonna go off on this whole entrance sequence but you know then we kind of get a get a look at uh hikari as well as another 30 year let me see named what's her name kirara hoshi as they're both basically kind of like spectating from from the back or from a back room or whatever watching the fights and stuff and so basically while uh while yuji and panda are going back and forth trading blows and stuff you know they're basically talking about the plan and stuff and so you know once they finish discussing things then yuji quote-unquote knocks out panda and wins and so then some uh some guys that work for the fight club or whatever gets a call saying like all right after the tournament you know bring itadori to the roof you know it's like i'm certain he'll keep winning and so then we get some more of a hikari talking talking about you know in you know he fights in three dimensions to dazzle the spectators up top i can write a good script with him and like i always say i don't want to do it i want to do it while the iron's hot and that's when you get his title card jujutsu high third year kenji hikari and then the girl is like, you know, that sounds so dumb. Just stop. Jujutsu High third year. Hirara Hoshi. And so, 
you know, then we get, you know, some more of their goons kind of like walking by talking about, you know, understood, you know, what should we do about the other kid talking about Fushiguro, not knowing that our boy Fushiguro is just back there just lurking in the shadows, just like all stealth, like, like a ninja. And so, uh, so yeah, so uh, I'm curious to, to learn more about both of these third years because even the way uh, Hikari mentions uh, the girl, you know, when he's telling the dude to stay vigilant about uh, Fushiguro, because he's like, you know, Karara will provide security too. And then, you know, he's like, you know, this is thrilling. I haven't been this on edge since the days of my old girlfriend and maxed out credit cards. <laughs> and then that's pretty much how the chapter ends. And so, and we'll get another chapter uh, next week. But yeah, it, it was freaking great to be back with Jujutsu Kaisen. Like I said, for it for it to kind of come back in this way, where we're going to a freaking underground fight club, like little mini arc or whatever, was just so cool. So freaking love Jujutsu Kaisen and stuff. So yeah, glad glad to have it back. So next up, let, let's go visit some the 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 land of Wano and One Piece. So. We got uh, One Piece manga chapter 1020, Robin versus Black Maria. All right, so yeah, so One Piece, we're back in the land of Wano, and pretty much, <laughs> I guess the, the chapter kind of happened in a couple of, maybe like, maybe like three big parts. It was the Kaido and Yamato stuff up front, the Robin Maria stuff. And they ended off with some of uh, Luffy and Momo stuff. So up top, we pretty much just like just out the gate, Kaido just talks about what Yamato's devil fruit is. And he's like the dog dog fruit, mythical type. And he says, Maro Okuchimi no Makami, which is basically a mythical wolf devil fruit. Now, I am a big fan of wolves. That is one of my favorite animals. Always has been, as long as I can remember. Just, I, uh, I really probably don't even need to really get into it. But for me, wolves always kind of symbolized, I, I guess, kind of like, in a way, like how I feel about myself and how I kind of go through life sometimes to where it's like, you know, sometimes I can be a lone wolf, like how I'm with the podcast and just kind of go off and just do my own thing solo. But there are times where I do enjoy having some camaraderie and can roll with some friends as part of a pack. So I think that's just nice for, for many, many years since I was young. I've always been a fan of wolves. And like I said, I think that analogy kind of speaks to, you know, my reasoning behind it. But yeah, so yeah, so we learned that the Yamato has a mythical wolf devil fruit. And uh what's his name? Kaido says it was it or it is a guardian spirit of Wano, which makes losing it to someone claiming to be Odin especially painful. And that is why I tell you to uphold the role and protect Wano for me, be its guardian deity. And so, yeah. And so basically, yeah, just kind of just continue to try to convince Yamato to stay and and take over and rule Wano as the Shogun. Uh, 
but of course, you know, Yamato's like, nope, don't want to do it. You know, I want to leave and travel the seas with Luffy as Yamato does this crazy, like, blast breath attack called uh, Namuji Glacier Fang. And then Kaido does his uh, blast breath and they kind of just clash and explode. And yeah, that, that's going to be awesome to see in, in, in the anime whenever they get to it. But switch over to Nico Robin. And Black Maria is so wrong for this because she, I guess part of her ability is that she can bring on uh, illusions and make people hallucinate, I guess, like things of their past or things they desire or whatever. And the illusions that she brings ends up being Robin's mother, Professor Clover, and Jaguar D. Saul, the giant. Now, you know, it <laughs> it threw me a fool because at first I'm like, what the hell is going on? Why are these characters showing back up? Clearly, this is some type of trick or trap or whatever. And, of course, like Robin, she, Robin also immediately, you know, knew and she immediately, you know, did a counter attack on the three enemies that was doing the, uh, that was helping out with the illusion trying to attack her. And so it was three people. One was a, uh, a hog nose snake small different fruit user named Nure Ona, uh, one of the numbers named Kanyan, and then the white snake smiled ever fruit user, Kenjo Sag- Sagari. And so, but anyway, so, 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 Robin takes those three out, and her and Brooke are running around, and so, you know, Brooke is like, is like you know, you could have reassured me earlier that you weren't going to get trapped, or that you weren't going to fall for it, and so, you know, basically, you know, Brooke says that he also didn't fall for it either because, you know, he's like after basically after he spent 50 years alone, you know, just kind of wishing that he didn't see all his friends and everybody die or whatever, that this type of thing isn't going to phase him. And so him and him and what's my call it, him and uh, Robin just kind of have those painful backstories and and histories of loss that kind of like you know negated them falling for these cheap tricks so anywho so yeah so basically the fight keeps going and it ends again to the point to where you know robin is going to take on black maria solo and brooke is going to go and basically handle all of the goons and yeah kind of move on from there and i i really hope that we do get more of robin and black maria um, you know, because, you know, the freaking chapter is titled Robin versus Black Maria, but we didn't really see them fight too much. You know, kind of slapped a little bit, but nothing too, too insane. So I hope that we do get to see more of their fight and their confrontation. And so the chapter kind of ends with us switching over to uh, Law's crew bringing the submarine up to up above water and they got Luffy out on land as he you know he's still begging for for food and stuff whatever and they end up running into Shinobu and Momo and so so yeah so basically you know they're, they're just talking about everything and you know uh Momo telling Luffy that you know about what happened with Kinemon and Kiku up on the roof 
and Luffy's like, yo, hold the tears, bro. <laughs> you know, the, the tears can wait until we take down Kaido because we still have some work to do. And then he's like, I'm you no know, Luffy's just saying, I'm not losing the next round. And who do we see lurking in the shadows? Freaking Caribou. <laughs> I'm trying to think, man. I, I honestly don't even remember when the last time we saw Caribou. I'm trying to think. Oh, that's right. In the uh, Udon, the prison, when 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 the big prison break happened because he was locked up with the. Uh, with Luffy and Kid them. That's right. So yeah, so yeah, we haven't seen Caribou in a long time. I know a lot of people were like, yo, like where is he at? What's he doing? So um so yeah, so he is lurking in the shadows and he you know he's thinking like, you know, Straw Hat, you know, what happened to the big battle? If those guys don't win, I'll never be able to leave this island. <laughs> he's like, get it together <laughs> And then and then we end the chapter off with this really cool panel of Luffy laying on the ground pointing up with Momo and Shinobu next to him as Luffy's like, yo, Momo, take me back up there. Turn into a dragon and fly me up there. And so this is going to be like Momo's big test of his resolve, you know, because it's like, yo, we, we ain't got the time for all the little kid games anymore. No, my, no, no more of this like boohooing and crying and stuff, man. It's time for you to kind of step up, you know, Put, put your money where your mouth is, mama, and, and show us that, you know, you have what it takes to be the next leader of the country, basically. So, yeah, I, I am excited to see, you know, next chapter, and hopefully we actually do get to go into them, that, you know, and that they don't, uh, you know, skip over that part, and it's just like, oh, hey, you know, all of a sudden Luffy's up on the roof, but we don't see it happening. So, but, um, yeah, exciting times, exciting chapter. Like I said, I, I really loved that Yamato's fruit was a is a mythical wolf fruit, and yeah, like I said, I definitely hope, like I said, hope hope to get to see more of Robin and Black Maria, and yeah, Caribou always creeping in the background. <laughs> okay, next up, um, th this next one is just gonna be just really quick because I'm not gonna go into to it too much because it's like a super short thing, but we got a a special one shot chapter from the creators of Promise Neverland and this one shot was called DC3 and so basically the basic premise of this is that it follows this young girl who like like it starts off with her being on the run from like this big mob of people and basically the reason the reason being is that because her and her father are a part of the people or, or the people behind I guess like the invention of androids and stuff in, in this world and so um, or robots robots androids however you want to call it and so uh, and so basically a lot of people are basically going going after the daughter you know people wanting ransom people that want to praise her like a goddess people that are you know, calling them, you know, her, you know, demon, you know, um, people, basically people that think, that think they're robots or they're robot terrorists. And then of course, just general paparazzi. And so, so yeah, so, the, so it basically just kind of follows her little adventure and basically just trying to live a normal life with all these crazy people constantly chasing after her and hounding her and all this different stuff. So, but like I said, I just wanted to just, uh, uh, to give this 
a quick shout out, um, you know, because like I said, people that love Promise Neverland, it's a special one shot. It's 49 pages, like I said, from, from those same creators. So go check it out. So let's just keep moving right along. We're going to talk about, uh, let's see, let's talk about Hunter's Guild. All right. So the Hunter's Guild Red Hood Chapter 5. So, you know, for, for those of you that, that remember, you know, last chapter after, uh, shoot, what's his name? Velu, him and, and the redhead chick, after they took out those two werewolves, we had this humongous, like, giant-looking werewolf dude and this witch lady show up. And so, basically, ooh, pardon me, basically, the chapter continues pretty much where, where that last chapter ended off with. So, you know, so, you know, you kind of had these two kind of just like looking over the city, <laughs> you know, just like, you know, just discussing things. And so, you know, Velu, he is like, you know, he's like, what the heck is that thing? He's way too big to just be any old werewolf. And then Red Hood, she's like, yo, you know, take the villagers and go. Y'all, y'all need to get out of here. And so the werewolf just like with like one swipe of his hand, you know, or, or before that, you know, uh, he, uh, the giant werewolf dude is like, is like, fear not, I've come on to check on my sons. And he's like, you know, I'm not hungry at the moment. And so, uh, Graham, that, that's, that's what Red Hood's actual name is, is Graham. And so, the big werewolf dude, he sees Graham running towards him trying to attack him. He's like, you know, she's like, I don't care why you're here why you are here all werewolves must die and so she pulls out this uh next uh or another uh six six sixteen tools chain of sapience as she tried to attack him he just one swing of his fist blows away like half the town's buildings <laughs> and then you know he's like he's like you know a response worthy of Graham of the hundred cannons and yeah we yeah he just did one swing of his fist and blew away a bunch of freaking houses and so and so she she grabs up a bunch of the rubble and tries to hit him but it really does little to to no damage and so apparently it looks like her her timer is about to run out so i guess she can only stay in this adult in, in this adult form for a certain amount of time and so she once again tells Velu like yo get out of here you know I don't have much time left or whatever and so um so yeah so so they continue the confrontation and so the giant wolf he realizes he's like yo you know I like the smell of my sons is on you boy so he's like you know he's like uh what was it do, 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 do. He said, I can smell them on you. The last wisps of my son's souls linger about you. You know, he's like a dodo's regrets in particular cling to your spirit. Proof of a warrior, you know. And then Velu basically just grabs a uh, a rake. <laughs> and he's like, you know, if you're talking revenge for family, the same goes for me. I'll take you on. And then the wolf just lets I just this giant, <laughs> you know, you face me with such with uh, 
that simple farmer's tool. Bravo. I like you, boy. <laughs> and so, you know, so the wolf is, you know, kind of giving him his props like, yo, I, I, I see you, little dude, but, you know, you're you're not ready. And he's like, you know, killing a killing a werewolf at your tender age is no small feat. Worry not out of respect for your bravery. I'll refrain from eating you for now. But he's like, instead, let me wait until you're a warrior grown. I'll look forward to savoring the taste of your blood then. And so, and so he tells the witch, he's like, you know, my sons are dead. Let's go home. And she's like, yo, already? But I ain't get to do nothing. And he's like, all right, then let me ask you to light a final bonfire. Uh, and we find out her name is Cinderella, the Ashen Witch. And I love that name. Um, Especially with with the what's it called the, the epithet the ashen witch, and he's like a signal pyre for my sons on their journey to Valhalla. I, I love anytime a series mentions Valhalla and Viking and Norse mythology stuff. But um, but yeah, he's like you know a light a final bonfire, Cinderella the ashen witch, a signal pyre for my sons on their journey to Valhalla. They at least deserve that final gesture for falling in glorious battle and then she does a little flick of her wand and she's like upside down chrysanthemum and then we just see sparks and fire just like light the whole town up and then yeah we just see the whole freaking town just go up in flames and you know Velu is like is like you know what or no uh, Grim Red Hood. She's like, you know, what is what are you two really after? And then, she, uh, and then Cinderella's like, like, eh, never mind that for now. Instead, how about you take a message to the guild? And she's like, the red list is on the move again. Hunt and kill as many of us, uh, you want. The red list will just keep getting longer. We want to live too. We aren't going to give up. Someday there'll be too many of us for you humans to handle. And then, yeah, then the narrators, like, you know, with their homes burned to the ground, the villagers had nowhere left to live. And so one by one, they left to find new homes in other places. And that was the end of the hamlet I'd sworn to protect. And so, yeah, grandma shrunk back down to the kid. And she's like, yo... This mission was a failure. You know, the village is no more. Velu's crying because he's like, I swear to protect it. And then and then uh, Grim is like, I'll call for a new hunter and reinforcements immediately because there are villagers that have gone missing since the destruction of it. And so, you know, Velu is like, no, just you no, know, take me with you. I have to go take me to the hunter's guild. And then we get the look of resolve in his eyes. And so... I feel like the end of last chapter and then this chapter did a really good job of setting up the potential of like, hey, we are just getting things going. And, and I am like really interested in like what exactly this the this red list is. And because 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 we, we already know, you know, that and, and obviously we see, hey, there's a werewolf slash I think the big dude, I think she called him a lichen. So we have werewolf slash lichens witches we know that there's like other you know fantastical creatures like vampires and other stuff whatever so i wonder is the red list 
just what all these different creatures call themselves or what exactly, you know, because of, cause yeah, cause the way Cinderella was like, you know, the, the red list is on the move again. So I wonder if that just like the name of like a group of them or something of that nature, but it's awesome set up. And, and, and I love, you know, anytime we get like a super big OP baddie showing up early in a series, just to be like, no, it's not your time here, boy or girl or kid. You know, I'll be back someday when you're stronger and when you're you no know, so to the best get to savor the flavor. Kinda kinda like kinda like some uh almost like some promised Neverland stuff where they like raise the kids to be as good and as smart as possible for you know, when when they come to collect. <laughs> and so uh but yeah, yeah, this was a, a really cool chapter and, and I think I think with the end of last chapter and then with this one I think this might officially become part of my weekly rotation. Um, like I said, so far I have stuck with it. Um, I, th- I think I've read every chapter on release. So, yeah, I, th- I think I might be in this for, for the long haul. So, yeah, like I said, that that was the uh, the Hunter's Guild, Red Hood, Chapter 5. So, like I said, another really good, really solid chapter. So, speaking of new series, so moving on to... Nehru, Way of the Martial Artist, Manga Chapter 4. Alright, so Nehru. So, main thing I kind of just wanted to just really just touch on and talk about was, so, you know, so this chapter, he's basically like on his way to, you know, working towards getting fully enrolled into the school. And so, <laughs> one of the first things he's in front of the first things he has to do is a freaking written test. So, there's some damn uh, Naruto tuning exam stuff. But, the setting of it is a bit odd because the uh, the desk and everything is set up outside. And so they're outside, like sitting right in front of it. There's like this super giant staircase going up to into the mountains or whatever. And so, so yeah, so, so they have a written test. And let me see. So, okay, so basically here was the, the basics of the test or like the, the start of it. Um, academic tests, language arts, English, social studies, skill tests to be explained on site, and then the exam time, and then each applicant may bring one weapon of their choosing. Please only bring items made of wood, bamboo, or rubber. So everybody in the class also you know, brought their own signature weapons or whatever. And so basically, we get introduced to a couple of new characters um, in the class, which I'm pretty sure these would be some reoccurring characters because usually you don't get names or introductions if they are not going to be relevant in some form or fashion. So, you know, we see we meet this like super popular dude named Shose. And let me see, where was this other, this first dude? Do, 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 do. I don't think we didn't get his name. Let me see. Nope, I am not seeing a name for this dude. And so, uh, but basically, before the testing start, stuff starts, whatever, everybody is talking to Nehru. And so, you know, he's kind of, you know, basically coming to find out, like, <laughs> because Nehru has been so isolated his whole life, you know, because cause there, there's like 600 people here in this test. And he's like, yo, I've been looking for people to, to you know, to do to do and talk about martial arts stuff for whatever. Where where did all 600 of these people come from, whatever? And so basically, like other places, other schools and stuff, whatever, 
like martial arts stuff or whatever is part of like normal day to day life. And so, because uh, because a lot of them, you know, are part of like certain like dojos and stuff. And then, you know, uh, you know, cause yeah, cause yeah, cause never was like was like you know you're so lucky there's a there's no dojo in my town, and the guy is like no wonder you've never seen him before, uh, you haven't been in any tournaments have you? And there was like tournaments, and he's like the kid is like yeah. Junior high martial arts tournaments. Shose's always in the top three, you know. And he's like, you know, and then basically like other kids, other well-known kids from the tournament scene start to show up for the test, or whatever. And other people in the class are worse. Like, oh, that, oh, there goes, uh, there goes the the Yama Yamanami uh, Ryu group, and then it's like, oh, the 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 uh, Nagita girl Hosho. And then, oh, is is that Matthew Samamoto? So basically, they just calling like all these whispers are like all these uh, cool people, or whatever. And then, <laughs> and then uh, Nero just is just like, man, I wish I could have been a part of that. And then the dude is like, well, it's all on the internet. And then Nero is like, I don't have internet. And then everybody is like, yo, what? You know, what are you a hick? Uh, can your family not afford shoes either? You know, because never walks around barefoot. And so basically, the examiner comes in, starts explaining stuff, whatever. And then basically, it's like, you know, like there's three academic tests. And he's like, you know, after you finish um, uh, the academic part of it or whatever, then you will climb the stairs. When you reach the top, you will be in the uh, nin- the ninja will be hiding on the school grounds. You have three tasks to perform. First, steal a headscarf, steal a headscarf of a ninja. Second, turn in the scarf in your answer sheet and ring the bell. But he also says that like, hey, once basically basically the first hundred and eight people to ring the bell will get their test uh, graded and stuff, and so test began or whatever Nehru he is not good at book stuff but he's not good at books of why he is sitting around being idle and so he basically realizes that hey nobody and he's as he's thinking about to like how he's learned in the past it's been he's you know done learning and tutoring and stuff like while he's training or up moving around and stuff so after a few people would ever take off you know going up the stairs but after they've done done their run tests or whatever like I said, he realized, like, hey, nobody said he said that you can't move while you're taking the test. So he's killing two birds with one stone. He is climbing the stairs while filling in all the answers and stuff for the red part of the test, which I thought was really dope that he was doing that. And that he was realizing, like, hey, nobody said you can't do this. So, you know, he's he's working to his strengths. And so, yeah, he is uh, climbing up the stairs while filling out these papers and stuff zigzagging between people and let me see and then yeah and then even the uh, the examiner he's up in the trees and you know he's watching he's like he's like yeah it's true that blood that blood circulation stimulates the brain and as long as the test is submitted in time you can solve the questions anywhere um yeah but knowing that you know most people can't do the test while running up the stairs that's really a sight and so, uh, and so, yeah, in the next chapter, we'll start the, uh, the, the, the ninja scarf hunting. 
And so, uh, yeah, like I said, just, just, just like I said, just a really cool, just straightforward chapter. But like I said, I just really liked that, that Nehru was just thinking outside the box. And like I said, just realizing like, okay, hey, I don't do well just sitting here answering questions. I need to be up, moving around, being active. That's how I learn. And so he is using that and applying it to to how he works and how he moves. So shout out to Nehru. So let's move right along to, let's see. I guess let's do a Chojin X. Okay, so Chojin X, manga chapters three to five. So... <laughs> I was behind on these chapters, but that is not a bad thing because this honestly worked out for the best because these three chapters flowed really well reading them back to back to back. I mean, honestly, I probably could have waited one more chapter to wrap up this little mini thing, but it's all good. But yeah, um, in general, before I go into like specifics and stuff, whatever, like I am enjoying what I'm reading of this. Now, you know, I, I enjoyed um Tokyo Ghoul and Tokyo Ghoul Re um a, a fair bit you know not not one of like my all-time favorite series but a series that I enjoyed um just reading and like I said, especially binging so so yeah so pretty much with this one we pick up with you know Tokyo still basically trying to take uh what's his name Azuma do 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 yeah Azuma his friend um, cause you know, in, back in the first chapter, you know, when they injected themselves with those syringes, you know, Tokyo got turned into basically like some bird looking Chojin thing. But at least like right now, it doesn't look like it had any effect on Azuma, at least like not visibly yet. Cause he still looks the same. And so basically when Azuma comes to, he looks at Tokyo and he realizes like, yo, bro, you need to, Hey, I can take myself to the hospital you need to figure out your situation because, yeah, you can't show up in public looking like that, bro. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so yeah, so Azuma goes about his way, whatever, and he basically tells, like, Tokyo, like, yo, you gotta lay low until you figure out how to transform back or something, because he's like, until you do, you know, you can't show yourself in public or otherwise you're just gonna, you're gonna get hunted down and stuff, so... So, yeah, so pretty much, you know, for like the next chapter or whatever, uh, you know, Tokyo, he is, you know, sneaking down or whatever to, to get his dinner or he's waiting for everybody to leave to go to work and stuff before he comes down for breakfast and stuff. And then he has to lie saying that he has a fever, which is you know, how he can get out of going to school for at least like a couple of days while he tries to think the stuff through. But yeah that that's like like a big hurdle like yo <laughs> can't i can't even go back to school and you know eventually that's going to catch up to him because somebody's going to call his parents like yo tokyo ain't been to school in a week and da da da, da. and so uh, but yeah that that was kind of like, like how this all started at at a bit and then he was kind of slowly going out and what was it at first he he went to so he was trying to contact his friend he wasn't responding so he went over to his friend to zuma's house and so he's like, yo, you know, are you okay? I'm checking on you, whatever. And then Azuma basically just kind of like goes off on him and knows like, you know, uh, 
uh, you know, basically tell him like, yo, you need to think for yourself. And so at first it seems really cruel, but then you realize that, you know, Zuma kind of blames himself for Tokyo getting in this situation. And so, uh, so yeah, so then, you know, pretty much it starts off with, uh, or it begins with, you know, or that, that's the start of, uh, Tokyo kind of starting to go try to train and figure this stuff out. And so we kind of switch over to the, the, the dude that they fought in chapter one, I guess his boss shows up wanting to know like, Hey, what happened to the other, to the other two syringes? Cause I gave you three, you used one. What happened to the other two? And the dude tried, you know, tells him like, yo, Hey, there's a couple of like some high schoolers or some young kids or whatever. You know, one of them transformed into a children, don't know about the other one, yada, yada, yada. And so basically, you know, the, the dude he's talking to ends up just slicing and dicing them to pieces. <laughs> and, you know, we just kind of continue from there. And Tokyo is out <laughs> and he is uh, at the park feeding some birds. And this is some of the funniest stuff. And most random but cool stuff that I've seen in a while. So, you know, so like I said, you know, he just kind of his own thoughts trying to figure stuff out. And as he's feeding the birds, he starts hearing, he starts hearing and understanding what the birds are saying. Because one of them is like, don't look so glum. You know, you'll spoil the taste of this nice bread. And another one's like, that's right. You're sharing rations with us. Isn't that a choice you made of your own free will? And so... He's like, yo, <laughs> am I hearing y'all talking? And then, you know, they're like, you know, they don't shout like that. We pigeons have superior hearing after all. And the other one's like, you know, you you nearly ruffled my feathers. Besides, aren't we always having conversations like this? And so, so yeah, so that 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 part is just really cool because it's, it's like, okay, you know, his chosen form, you know, it looks like he has like a beak and stuff like a bird. And... And so, uh, and I know like, like when he transformed was sort of like the image of him transforming, like he had feathers and stuff, whatever. But anywho, that, this is just like really cool knowing like, okay, this is like one of the side effects of his ability is he can freaking talk to, to freaking birds. So, so yeah, so thus, you know, like I said, he continues to try to, to try to learn and study and do more stuff. And so he ends up getting the idea because, you know. Uh, you know, because he's been told that he kind of looks like a vulture. He's like, maybe I'll go and get some advice from a vulture. And so he heads over to, you know, to the local zoo, which had been shut down a while back. But he runs into this young chick who is also standing outside or whatever. And she basically is like, hey, let's sneak into the zoo, yada, yada, yada. And so there's a moment, you know, early on where they're trying to find like where the birds and stuff are. And she, it looks like she is talking to the snakes. And so basically we kind of find out later on that she is a Trojan herself that can turn into like a snake. So she can talk with snakes. She has like snake abilities and stuff, whatever. And so, so these two end up in like a little game of like cat and mouse basically to where she basically tells them like, Hey, I was sent to finance to hunt you down, but I'm going to give you three tries to basically just try to like prove yourself to me or whatever before you know basically like, hey would you fail all three i'll just kill you or whatever the case may be and so yeah <laughs> it, <laughs> and so the 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 end of that that fourth chapter 
where, you know, obviously, you know, he's all nervous because he ain't never really been with a girl before or been alone with a girl like this and yada, yada, yada. And so all the types of thoughts, you know, going through his head and stuff, whatever. And she kind of gets like really close to him as he's thinking like, oh, my, 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 is, is this going to be my first kiss? And that's when we see her head transform into the snake as she tries to, to eat him <laughs> and stuff. So, but, um, but yeah, she, she starts to transform and. Yeah, she kind of basically just tells him, like, hey, you know, you get three strikes. And so, yeah, that's pretty much what, what that fifth chapter was, was, uh, or fourth chapter, I mean. No, 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 I was right. Fifth chapter. Sorry, I'm getting everything confused. But, uh, but yeah, she uh, ends up going in and she catches him twice. And so, on the second time when she catches him, he is injected with some snake venom. And she's like, hey... And whatever the time frame was, you know, she says, like, your limbs and stuff are going to start going numb and get paralyzed. So, yeah, that kind of puts even more pressure and stuff on him. And then the chapter kind of ends with that, that little girl from chapter one just showing up out of nowhere. I can't tell. It looks like this is like a portal that opens and she comes flying through like a smoke portal and they... You know, end up she ends up landing right, landing right in front of Tokyo, and so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see like like where that's gonna go, where that relationship is gonna go to next, and so uh, yeah, that's uh, some freaking uh, Chojin X, and just as a reminder, if you don't know that, you know this is the new series from the creator of Tokyo Ghoul, so yeah, go go check out some uh, Chojin X, and let's see. Alright, and I think I'm going to end the manga conversation today with My Hero Academia. So today, we got a couple of things. Okay, so yeah, so we got a couple of uh, My Hero things this this week, actually. Um, actually, a few things. So first off, I want to mention, um, they put out a new trailer recently. It might have been like a week or so, a couple weeks ago, um, for the, for the My Hero Academia World Mission movie. So go check that out. And speaking of this movie... Because I know it's airing, I think, next week in Japan. They released, like, kind of like like a small, like, one-shot chapter to kind of set up the movie. And honestly, it was, like, super bare-bones. <laughs> as bare-bones of a set-up chapter as you can get. Because it was literally just like, hey, uh, Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki, or Shoto, we're about to, you know, Endeavor is being deployed overseas for a for a uh, important mission. And... If y'all three want to go, you know, y'all got to prove yourselves and stuff. And so basically it's just a small chapter of them three trying to attack and hit Endeavor in order to gain an opportunity to go. Obviously, clearly they ended up, you know, gaining enough respect and stuff, whatever, to go on the uh, to go on the trip. So just want to just give that give that a quick shout out. Like I said, it wasn't nothing too much to it or whatever, but, you know. If you want to just read it, it's free, as usual, on the Shonen Jump site or app. Um, so now, on, on to the chapter proper. So, My Hero Academia manga chapter, I believe it was 321. Yeah, three, 321 titled, From Class A to One for All. And so, basically, real quick, so we had a, a beautiful color page, which is all of the, everybody in Class 1A working together to build, like, a all-might giant robot mech thing and this thing looks freaking badass as hell but um but yeah so so basically this chapter 
is more or less just kind of just like a compilation. Maybe that's like a too <laughs> too basic a term, but basically it's just like 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 a combination of everybody from the class, you know, kind of or or several people from the class, kind of doing certain moves or abilities and bringing up stuff to basically just trying to convince Midoriya like, hey, come back with us or hey, let us come and help you and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so that, you know, don't have like really too much to say on it. Like I said, it was just, like I said, another pretty cool, wholesome chapter like last one where, like I said, everybody in the class is doing their best to try to, uh, to convince Midoriya like, yo, we know why you're doing this alone. You don't have to do this alone. Let us help you. So, yeah, um, it, it kind of ends off with uh, with them doing kind of like another like little ice ramp thing, like what they did in uh, and I can't remember the name of the city, but basically like where they shot everybody into the air to catch Bakugo during the uh, during the All Might and All for One fight. So they basically did that little ice ramp again, but in, instead this time they threw a uh, Ida. Uh, up there and he ends up you no know, grabbing grabbing Midoriya's hand and you know he's like you know because you know giving help that's not asked for is what makes a true hero and so yeah that that's more or less um that chapter but let me see some real quick okay so let's see so I, I guess I'll just do just like like a quick minute of just like some like rapid fire just things about uh just other series or whatever so you know Marshall really good too um <laughs> I, yeah i i just love reading Marshall the art is so freaking fantastic and i just like seeing Mash doing some really cool awesome stuff and so just watching him pull that chain against that freaking giant was just freaking awesome but yeah Marshall chapter 72 awesome Sakamoto days chapter 33 also good. Uh, Sakamoto basically was on a little mini mission to to basically try to give his wife a nice um, anniversary dinner date or whatever. But of course, assassins coming, but him doing things in a in a uh, quiet yet gentlemanly way to try to take out all these you know assassins trying to attack him while they're trying to have dinner and stuff, whatever. So that was a really awesome other chapter. Um, and I think that's it. Um, you know, I am going to, I am going to try to catch up on Undead Unlocked over the next week because I am one, two, three, four, five. I'm about seven chapters behind, and I know uh, my boy uh, Steve over at It Mob or Inside the Mind of the Blurred. I know he uh, talking about this is you know one of his favorite series in Shonen Jump, and so. You know, since I don't read it week to week and can keep up with it, a lot of like the plot threads and stuff, I forget. You know, I remember like like the big picture stuff, like the like last time I read, they were fighting the uh, beast called Summer, but I don't know it super thoroughly. So, but I want I want to get back into it because I do I do enjoy reading uh, Undead Unluck, like especially when it's like a binge session. But yeah, so I want to get back to reading that. Um, I want to catch up on finish catching up on solo leveling. And then I also want to continue my journey uh, reading uh, through uh, Mission Yozakura Family. So hopefully I can maybe knock out another 25 chapters and the next week and get to chapter 50 by by next uh, next podcast recording. But um, yeah, I think that's it as far as manga I've been reading. So yeah, we take a quick little break and then I'm going to come back and just get right into um 
the main topic of the show. So be right back. All right, so we're going to hop into the main topic of the show for this week. And so, like I mentioned up top, the main topic is going to be my, my little, talking about my little trip I took. And, you know, my adventures with, with my wife and, and my oldest daughter, the Dust Track. So, you know, I <laughs> I was, uh, I was going to attempt, or, or I was trying to attempt to, uh, to get my daughter to record with me, but you know she is tired. She wants to chill because at first she was like, hey, "Can can we do it tomorrow?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna be recording tomorrow." So I'm like, "You know what? It's cool. We'll just do something else in the future." So this would just be my part of the story. But um, but yeah, uh, you know, just just to kind of recap for for those that might not know. And those that have heard this a million times, sorry, I'm going to repeat it again, but, uh, but yeah, so th- this trip, so we, we went down to Corpus Christi for a few days, um, like I said, for my, my daughter and just a re- and once again, another recap for everybody that might've forgotten. I have five kids, three boys, this boy, twin girls, boy, boy. So this was the oldest of my twin girls. Um, and she's 11. So. We, yeah, me, her, and my wife went down to Corpus Christi, and we had an awesome time. Now, I will say it kind of started off on a rocky road because as a parent and as someone who has been, you know, doing this sports stuff with my kids for six years at this point, I honestly have no excuse for, you know, for how the, how, how we went into the event because we basically, we played it too close on time on when we left the house. So we, we literally left the house and because of some unforeseen traffic stuff, like midway through the ride and all this other stuff, whatever, we literally got down there for the for the meet literally like just in time for her to hop out and basically run out onto the track that that's how close we were on time because um so 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 my daughter and for those who don't remember no stepdaughter but so her dad and his family was already had already got a little bit ahead of us or whatever and so the coaches and the other moms were texting my wife and da 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 and they and basically we were like 15 minutes away and they're like, hey, they still, they're already calling for, you know, for the runners for the age group below her. Because, they, you know, they always start with, like, you know, like the girls, you know, 8 and under for this. Then boys 8 and under. Then girls 8 and under, 10-year-olds, then 12-year-olds, so on and so forth. So my daughter is in, is in the 12U category. So they were calling for the boys 10 and under, 800 meter. Like I said, while we were already there, they did, like, the last call. And so... Right when we got in line to like to like drive into the facility, or whatever they did the first call, and so literally, while I am in line, or, or we get to the area where close to the parking or whatever, like my wife and daughter had to jump out while we were in the not not in the full street or whatever, but basically like on like the little side road going to the parking area or whatever, and they had to run her in, and so now you know not not saying that. It's wholly our fault and stuff, whatever. But 
I definitely do feel like, you know, I didn't do my part to make sure that, hey, she was there with enough time to prep and to do her best. Um, so, you know, that that is definitely something, like I said, is, you know, we're all human and we all make mistakes, but that is definitely something that I will think about for, for a long time, pretty much for probably for, for this next year um, as we go on this long road back to state again because, you know, it's like, man, you know, it's like we, we do all this preparation and stuff for all these months. She's been doing well. She's been dominating in our area for us to fumble literally at the finish line, getting her there just barely in time. And, you know, she, she ended up getting 15th overall in the 800 meter race, which is still good because, you know, in, in a way, you know, I'm also trying not to be too hard on myself because, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, the fact that she made it to state period is something that should definitely be applauded. You know, and so on, on that part, I definitely hey, applaud her for putting in the work and stuff, but like I said, I just feel like that, you know, she maybe could have done even a little bit more getting there with enough prep time and all that stuff, whatever. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. You kind of like, like live and learn. But, you know, just one of those things is like, man, it's like you, you know, you drive for six hours and then it's all over in three minutes. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, it's like three to four months of training, six months of driving to the arena and then in three minutes, less than three minutes, it's over. So, you know, like I said, it is what it is. But best believe I would do everything in my power to not let that crap happen again. So, you know, because now we, we are at a point to where it feels like going to state is the bare minimum for her going forward. And, and, and I'm not saying that as like a, hey, I'm going to be, you know, like a, you know, hard hitting, like, yo, be on, be on her butt all the time, whatever type of thing. But no, it's just because we know how good she is at what she does. And we know that in our area, not saying that, hey, maybe over the next couple of years, other kids might not move into the area and also show up. But for now, she is by far and clear the most dominant runner in her age group in our area so bare minimum is state every year going forward and so now we know the things we need to work on because the same thing happened this time that they got her two years ago when she was nine and went to state she ended up getting caught in the middle of a pack and then that you know kind of messed her up so we need got to work on her staying from getting caught up in those packs and then working on her stride because she has long legs so, and, and my wife said that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be on me because, you know, I, I am, I am the cross country runner of the family. And so, you know, those of you that have seen pictures of me or whatever, or video of me, you know, I have long arms and long legs and best believe I know how to, how to do that stride. So I'm going to, uh, be working with her on that. And another another advantage that we will have now is that we are going to, going forward, be moving to year-round training with track. So, you know, up until now, you know, when she was smaller and stuff, whatever, it was just, hey, you, she really, really just do training and stuff just during track season. But now, 
we're like, okay, we see the times some of these other kids are running. Like some of these other, like some of those other girls was like 10 plus seconds ahead time wise. And so it's just like some of those kids, it's like some of them just train year round. And of course, some of it is just, just natural athletics. You know, it's like the saying is like, Hey, there's pretty, for the most part, it's like, it's like, there's always somebody faster. There's always somebody stronger out there in the world. Well, we need to do our part to, you know, make sure that my daughter, all of my kids and everything that they do, that they are, you know, getting the best out of their time and stuff, whatever, to, you know, to, to, to be the best that they can be in what they do. And so, yeah, like I said, shout, 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 shouts out to my daughter. Like I said, she got 15th overall in the 800 meter and she got 21st in the 400 meter. Um, and so, yeah, we have lots of work ahead of us, but like I said, she's only 11. So hopefully, you know, barring any crazy unforeseen life stuff or whatever, we hopefully have many more years to come. So hopefully this time every year, you hear me, y'all will hear me on this podcast talking about my daughter going to state and stuff. So, um, but yeah, that, that, that part was fun, but, um, like I said, that that was just part of the adventure. So, after, after she did her 400-meter race Friday morning, we came back to the hotel, and we took we all took very good, well-deserved naps. <laughs> uh, and we, we, we took like a two, we all took like a one, two-hour nap Friday um, afternoon. Because, man, being out cooking in that sun for like five hours that morning because we get there like we got there like seven something friday morning and we didn't leave until like noon or 1 p.m so yeah so we was out there cooking baking in this in that texas heat but um but yeah real talk uh yeah so yeah so after we took our little naps or whatever then we went on our little adventure across uh across the uh, Corpus Christi and then we went across that bridge over to uh, to South Pot to Padre Island. So we came across so many just like really cool little things. So before we went to the actual beach, we stopped by this little store to like uh, to get like some more like a uh, uh water stuff like I needed like we all needed some more beach towels um because we couldn't we couldn't borrow any towels from the, from the hotel because they didn't have none like like legit. We went to go get like asked for like like one set of like extra towels, and come to find out that a lot of people that had booked rooms had like some people had like six to eight people in a room, and they were all and they didn't let that be known ahead of time, and so they were so all these other people were like snatching up all the extra towels that the hotel had, and so it's like man our, our little you no know, small group of three. <laughs> you, you know we had to to work with what we have and so but who said so we all so we went and uh went and got some uh some gear and so let me let me look up the name of this place we went to okay so yeah so so we went by this place called a uh, third coast or is it third coast beach company and uh, and i i love when places you know have like landmarks or something or whatever that like grabs your attention so the entrance for their store is a giant shark head so so they had like the giant shark head like they had like the whole body the tail everything whatever but you walking through the mouth <laughs> to uh to uh 
what's it called to get into the store and so check, check my instagram on daddy's to talk because I'll, I'll have some pictures of this but um but so we went there got some some towels and my daughter found this like cute little uh like stuffed octopus looking thing that had like a like a like an angry face or flip it inside out it has like an even angrier face so it was a cute little thing she wanted so i got it for her and i got me some like uh i guess they call them water socks water shoes whatever got them just because i didn't have my flip-flops with me and so uh so yeah then then we went over to the beach and we was there on the beach uh i think which which beach did we go to uh white cap beach we went there i think we was there for like two plus hours maybe even longer um and yeah we, we just had a good old time just just playing uh you know and chilling in the water just getting hit by waves my my wife got slapped by a fish <laughs> I, I think a fish like hit up hit her in the back or something or whatever and uh and yeah, so it, it was just fun. Uh, you know, of course, my daughter freaking out because she got, you know, water in her mouth at one point. Of course, you know, it's, it's salt water, so she's like, Ugh. and then water got in her eyes. Once again, salt water burns your eyes. So she's, yeah, it was a whole mess. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, but we we had a, a, a really good and really fun time. Um, Cause I think I don't know. It, it's been like a super long time since I have really done something like that like like where i've gone to the beach or anything like that so yeah so i like i said it was just like just real chill vibes you know just chilling uh for a little bit like like in like some like the shallower parts of the water just like chilling walking in the water had my everybody in listen to some you know podcasts and stuff where i think that's that's when i was listening to uh to kame house <laughs> um doing that and it was just like really cool just like like the different waves of water that was coming you could see freaking whole schools of fish like as like the waves was kind of like cresting a bit you can see the fish near the near in the top of the wave and stuff whatever and yeah it, it was just like so it was just like just really cool fun experience um you know glad glad i was you know we had our daughter with us and we were able to do it and then um and then there was one point where she had left to go do some stuff with her dad and his family and so then you know then me and my wife had stay there at the beach for like another like 30 plus minutes whatever just chilling like i said just just enjoying our time taking videos and pictures and and all types of fun stuff um yeah that, that was like a super fun experience so we went out and and ate at a couple places uh one place we had ate at i think that thursday night was it was the food was okay because i had got me some salmon because i'm like yo we on padre island we near some you know, near the water Let's see what the salmon tastes like. At least, at least at that particular place, the salmon was yeah. the freaking the salmon. I had a freaking cheddars <laughs> down the street from me. Tasted way better than than that mess that they had there. So, so I was like kind of kind of sad and disappointed that I wasted my meal on that. But it is what it is. But uh, but we did go. Let's see what's the name of the place we went to Friday. Let's see. Friday night, we went to a, a surfing crab, a Cajun seafood boil. Now we went there, and that that place was so good. So I, I had got me some some crab legs with some fried rice. Now that was a really good combo: crab legs and fried rice. 
because what I did, because <laughs> uh, I don't know, cause, but, but basically I had, uh, you know, cracked the crab open as you do and stuff, whatever. But I was like, as I was pulling the, the meat from the, from the crab out or whatever, I was like dropping it into the fried rice, mixing it in and stuff, whatever. And man, that was a super fire combination. So crab and fried rice, because I, I love me some shrimp fried rice. I love my beef fried rice, all that stuff, whatever. So I'm like, clearly crab seems like a, a logical thing. And like I said, I did it, and it was so good. So, so, so good. Um, and my wife had a... What did she have? Well, actually, well, no. She she had she had crab legs and stuff, too. But, um... Oh, I know what it said was. I, so, the flavoring I got on my crab legs, I got lemon pepper. So, I got some lemon pepper flavored crab legs. And that was, like, extra good. So, but yeah, so that, that was some, some good food we had there. And then, you know, then we had, uh, what, Shipley's Saturday morning on our way out, which was good. Little, little family, like little mini breakfast time. And, uh, and what else? Uh, oh, I want to give a shout out to her. There was a Dairy Queen we stopped at on the way up, uh, on Thursday, uh, or the way down there. We stopped at this Dairy Queen, some somewhere out there. I can't remember like the name of the city it was in or whatever. But oof, that I had a it's called a a dude sandwich. I, I always forget about that sandwich because you know for those who don't know, I used to work at Dairy Queen years ago. Like like it was like one of my first jobs um, when I was in high school. My senior year, I worked there, and then when I left and came back after after being gone for like a year or whatever, I came back whatever and worked there again for a little bit before I left and went off to college. But, um, but yeah, so I always forget about that sandwich. So the dude sandwich is a, it's a chicken fried steak on a bun. And so, uh, so, so I had that, and I told them, like, hey, add cheese and bacon. So good, so good. But then I saw they had this, uh, they had uh, the blizzard of the month. It's because, you know, Dairy Queen do, uh, do special flavored blizzards every month. So the blizzard of the month for this month was Reese's. So I'm like, yo, I want that, but I'm driving. I, I learned years ago, do not overeat before you get on the road, you know, because you don't get sleepy and stuff for there. Because I learned that from my brother-in-law. That's because cause I, cause I learned years ago, like, why he always kind of had, like, small, like, finger food snacks, you know, like crackers or, like, trail mix and stuff like that. Um, beef jerky is it's a, it's a new favorite of mine now. Um you know, to kind of eat, so it's not, so you know, you're not like overstuffing, you know, and, and driving with all that food on your stomach, whatever, so I was like, uh, I'll wait, but, uh, but then, <laughs> as we got down the road, it dawned on me, I was like, wait, blizzard of the, of the month, it's the end of the July, crap, I'm about to get this, like, the next day or whatever, so, so luckily, uh, Saturday night, after we got home, and I got my family in the house, whatever, and all the luggage and stuff, then I went back out, then I got me a freaking Reese's Blizzard, so got that and got my wife an Oreo one, but uh, but I just found that funny, and then, and another funny thing, whatever, I just went to laugh, I was like, man, they, they had a, a now hiring sign outside that was like, now hiring at Dairy Queen for $15 an hour, I was like, man, I wish, I wish, imagine high school Robert making freaking $15 an hour at Dairy Queen. Man, 
I wish. Like I said, man, I, what, what was I even making back then? Because Dairy Queen, that would have been, what, minimum wage? <laughs> not not saying, hey, I, I was pulling in. I was pulling in my little Dairy Queen money because I was one of the only, it was like me and one other, like one of only a couple of cooks. So I was, hey, I was racking up hours, overtime. So I, I was getting, getting the bag back in the day. But I could have had an even bigger bag. You know, shoot, freaking think about how much money that is. You know the the hours I worked back then, for like oh, been like seven eight dollars an hour, to fifteen man, shoot, man, it, <laughs> but uh, but yeah so yeah so so we did that and then um and then yeah then we had our our nice little drive back um Saturday, so just nice chill uh, we we stopped it man, we we stopped at a Bucky's. It was like a uh, like a apocalypse scene. Like man, it, it was so many people in that freaking Bucky's that we ended up leaving because it was like okay, there's so many people here. These lines are like going wazoo. So we were like, all right, hey, there's a Wendy's across the street. We just go over there. <sighs> Wendy's, Wendy's, Wendy's. I, I normally love you because I, I love getting my bacon out of fries. But man, this Wendy's one they were so slow with the service and stuff and two there it was like a whole fly colony in there it was like literally like five to ten flies just flying around so it was like once we finally did get our food we just went outside and sat in our car because I told my wife and mom like we are not sitting in here with all these freaking flies so but um and, and, and that freaking that that Wendy's cost us like an hour and a half of travel time because man I, I was doing good so that there was a point in the trip when we got between san antonio and austin or, or maybe it was past austin one of those two whatever but basically somewhere past san antonio um on the other side of san antonio to where the speed limit was 85 man i was going freaking close to 100 so i was seeing because i had my little gps thing or whatever man that time was dropping at first, at first it was it was like oh you'll get there you know by like seven fifty p.m. Man, I was just cruising, had my podcast in, like so my wife and daughter was knocked out. I was just gassing, and so I saw that time drop from seven seven fifty to seven forty five, seven forty. Then it was like oh you'll be there by seven thirty. I'm like heck yeah man, I'm, I almost shaved off like freaking thirty minutes off the trip. Then that freaking uh, Wendy's debacle crap. Um, put us back like i said like like a freaking whole hour and some change so we ain't get home to almost 9 p.m i was so hot <laughs> i'm like man we was doing so damn good on the on that i was i was like, I was like we could have just you just held it and just starved for two more hours and then uh then been home but it is what it is but um but yeah but overall yeah it was awesome uh oh other things so on our way out of corpus christi we messed around. We we missed our exit. Then we needed to go to get onto like the main highway. So we ended up having to go through downtown Corpus Christi. Best mistake that could have happened. So that that got us down into downtown Corpus Christi, where uh, where the big uh, Omni Hotel is, where it's right there by by the uh, by the Gulf of Mexico, the that giant ship, that giant World War Two ship that they have out there, and the harbor was right there. So it was awesome. We took pictures and videos and stuff. We just kind of like drove along that coastline and went further down to where we can get like super close to to that World War Two ship. So we got some really cool, really awesome 
uh, pictures and stuff, whatever. So, uh, so once again, check my dad needs to talk Instagram to see those pictures and stuff. So, but, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was super fun and super awesome. And like I said, definitely a, uh, a, 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 a great mistake, a great, uh, that that's one of the, the happy times. I'm glad that, okay, you know what? I missed my exit, but it's not that bad. Cause like I said, we ended up in, in a super beautiful spot. The weather was nice, you know, the the downtown Corpus Christi looks beautiful with the freaking palm trees and the and the 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 ocean in the background and stuff whatever so um but yeah yeah overall like I said overall it was a freaking fantastic trip um I'm trying to think is there anything else um I don't think you know like I said ate, ate some good food went on some adventures did the track stuff uh you know, and, and, and shout out to to the Euless track team because um, some of our other athletes, I think, uh, I think one of them got gold or silver, one of the two, and then another one of our girls today got silver in her event. So, so, and then I think I think like another group of our kids, like a small relay group, got some medals. So, uh, so yeah, so we the team as a whole did awesome. And I just want you know going forward in the future. Hopefully, you know one of these years I want you want want my daughter to to reach that pinnacle and and come home with with the with the nice shiny medal. So cause she she got a ribbon previously for getting top eight when she was nine, and so you know we we have work to do, but we we know what we need to do. But um, but yeah, I think that's gonna do it for this topic for today. So I'm just kind of just scrolling through, looking at stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think that's gonna do it. But um, but yeah, so I think I'm just gonna go ahead and just wrap things up. And I guess just just one final message. Even though I doubt you'll hear this, but if there ever comes a day where you do listen to this, um, to my oldest girl, Janae. It is currently uh, August 1st, 2021. I just want to say I am super proud of you and all the hard work you have done and have been doing and continue to do. You know, you you have been you have been doing this since you were five years old and you're 11 now. So six, six years in the game and, you know, so this is your second year going to state and look forward to doing this many more years with you but like i said just want to just want you to know if any point in time you ever listen to this whatever that i love you me and mommy are ridiculously over the moon proud of you and yeah look forward to doing this for many more years to come love you and let's head out to the outro All right, and that's going to do it for this week's episode of Danny's Talk Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around and hanging out with me on this awesome day. As usual, like I said at the top, I'll say it again. You know, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever streaming service that you choose. Make sure to go to dannytotalk.com where that is the central hub for everything that I do for my podcast, including my YouTube channel, links to the Instagram, Twitter, all that 
fun stuff. You know, if you ever forget anything I say or like where something was, you can always go to dadneedstotalk.com and you should be able to find your answers there. But um, yeah, this, like I said, has been a pretty awesome and pretty chill last few days. And honestly, I think I will just take Monday off of work because that's probably going to be my last day of freedom. <laughs> before all the rest of the kids come back because we have school starting on August 11th. So the house about to get back popping. Vash about to come back and terrorize these cats and me and everything else. So I think I will just take a day of leisure and yeah, enjoy a a bit of peace and quiet before, you know, getting back to to the day-to-day grind. But yeah, you know, shouts out to Rifty Beats for the music as always. Shouts out to all of my kids. Love y'all. Shouts out to my awesome wife. And yeah, y'all be on the lookout for me and for Dad needs to talk related content because there may be there may be some other projects coming out this week that I was involved in. I don't know 100% for sure, so I don't want to speak on them yet. But maybe this time next week or next episode, you know, some stuff might have happened so I can talk about them. But, you know, just... uh you know wish your boy some luck you know send me some love as always if you have any questions comments or anything you can always reach out to me via email which is a dntt podcast at gmail.com or if you go to the website dancetalk.com i have a section there for a contact us or contact me (laughs) since it's just me and uh and yeah as always if you are wanting to network with me collaborate do stuff together just hit me up twitter instagram my email my website i'm out here there's many plenty of ways to get in touch with me i am always down to network to many people and to you know do do some cool stuff and so uh, oh and last little note be on the lookout if you're interested in going to DreamCon 2022. They just announced that they're going to be having the tickets going on sale. I believe it's uh, August 13th, so like next week. So I'm going to try to get on that because I do not want to miss that again. So, because uh, hearing uh, Blanamay's recap of the event sounded so freaking awesome. And so I definitely want to be part of that. I definitely want to get to meet a lot of the people in the community and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so be on the lookout for that. But yeah, I'm getting out of here. I'm running along. Y'all have an awesome week. Y'all be cool. Be chill. Watch some anime. Read some manga. And treat yourself to something nice. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Take care. And peace.